Okay, so uh, guys, welcome back to another Saturday live interview. Uh, these are going pretty cool. I think this is, I know it like, must be like the sixth one we've done or seventh one we've done. It's pretty cool. But anyone listening on the podcast, um, I know these are a little bit different to the usual podcasts, but I hope you're enjoying these interviews anyway. I feel like the podcasters are going to get this way more than the people watching it visually, but I think it still still works. And everybody watching on Instagram and Facebook, word up, yo. So today, we're talking to somebody I know, and I'm not entirely sure. I will get into it a little bit, how I know this girl, but I'm not entirely sure. I think I think I know how I know you. But um, we connected on Facebook uh, over politics. I think we very much have the same kind of ideology of, of, of politics, and I think that's how we kind of gel. Um, this is Marid. And Marid, do you want to actually explain who you are, what you do? And uh, that would be super cool. Yeah, I'm Marid Pani. I'm 24. I'm from Festiniog in North Wales unfortunately, but now I live in London. I work as a journalist, presenter, I do social media, just a bit of everything really in the media industry. And yeah, it keeps me busy, but I love it. It's fun, you know, you get paid to talk, so can't complain. <laughs> so what kind of, what, what um, agencies and stuff do you work for or what kind of uh, networks do you work for? I've worked for a bunch of different like national publications. I've worked at News UK, I've worked at Reach. I've worked for Global, so like with Heart Radio and stuff. And then I also now manage social media for Dream Boys, which for those who don't know, it is the biggest male stripping like company in the whole of the UK. So that is not one I can complain about whatsoever. Um, and then who else do I work for? The Huff. So she's doing celebrity news. So it's a bit of a mix. That's cool. And so, and the reason I wanted you on here, so people who are watching right now have, may not know who Marit is. Um, I'll leave links for all the social media down below as well so you can hear. And also anyone listening on the podcast, they'll be in the show notes so you guys can check her out on social media. But um, we were having a conversation about stuff and you said you had like ADHD, right? And then I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, this is super cool. But you said it was like kind of like a severe ADHD, like a proper kind of like a... Um, it really grips you in your life. And so I really wanted to just ask, I, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm going off script here. There's no script for this video. Usually I do have scripts, but I wanted to do this one a bit more laid back because we're both North Whalian, you know, Godworth Kemri, all that. And I, I felt like it would be really cool to just kind of just shoot it naturally. So in terms of like working in that kind of super busy tech-based media environment where like it's like like things going all the time, what on earth is your day-to-day like with ADHD? Um, well, to be honest, you'd think it wouldn't go hand in hand with it because there's so much to keep up with, but it actually is what stimulates me to be able to do this work. I could never, ever see myself doing anything else because there's so much variety. I'm always doing something different, like be that filming a comedy sketch to interviewing a celebrity to going to parties and events. And it it's so stimulating that it actually keeps me in control in some way and it keeps me entertained is something I find really hard in any job that's a bit menial and I've like been sacked and quit so many jobs that didn't like satisfy that need right Mm -hmm. so like in in terms of like um you know because with ADHD because so I have comorbid condition I have Asperger's syndrome ADHD OCD and dyslexia all together a lovely combination of nonsense (laughs) and um (laughs) and it does kick my butt a lot of the time like day to day and one of the things that ADHD does is I start this one thing I'm like I'm gonna edit this video then I'm also gonna learn Chinese and then I'm also going to reboot this computer and then I'm also going to finish creating this thumbnail and then I'm also going to write this blog post and I've got like several different things on the go any one time because that's how I have to be are you the same like what's what's it like I'm exactly 
exactly the same. Oh my God. So before I was officially diagnosed, right? So that was maybe six months ago now. So I've got my whole life without any diagnosis or help, just thinking that's how normal brains were. <laughs> Turns out they're not. Um, so I found it really hard to manage with everything. I'd be the same, like writing an article, but then remembering, oh, I need to do that email. Oh, I need to go and make a coffee. Oh, actually I need to pee. I just couldn't concentrate on anything. But meds have really helped me with cracking down with that. I'm much better at sticking to like, kind of lists and I make little lists in my head be that like oh you need to go for a shower then you need to brush your hair then you need to have a cup of tea like that's just how I function and it helps you know dude that's super funny do you know when you said that it reminded me of that scene in friends where uh, Chandler's dating his ex-girlfriend through the computer and Phoebe's like you need to go for a shower no you need to get dressed no you need some coffee and it's like just so many things going on once and he's just like Pow! and like that was that's a really good kind of explanation for it if anyone knows what I'm talking about like give this video a thumbs up I'll hat this video and like it because friends is is life for people who, who don't know <laughs> but so much and everyone always used to tell me I'm exactly like Phoebe like growing oh, right. up so I yeah, I mean, she's quite like erratic and all over the place and quirky, as they like to put it. But I mean, she's definitely a bit of me, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, <laughs> she's definitely. She <laughs> Phoebe's definitely out there. I mean, she just said, comes out with the most um, horrendous things, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is awesome. But then again, Joey's also <laughs> a bit of a loose cannon when conversations concerned. Um, so uh, here's a question. So I also take medication to help with my ADHD and my moods as well, because with Asperger's syndrome being comorbid, you have this kind of like, um, I love structure and routine, but then I also have a tendency to completely go all over the place and scatty because of ADHD. So this like really does like, you know, battle against each other. So I'm on medication for that. Now I take a, um, a, a medication, which is prescribed sometimes for uh, a lot of the time for antidepressant, it's called duloxetine, but it's actually prescribed a lot of time for people with Asperger's syndrome and ADHD. So, and that has really helped me calm down so that I can focus on things. And like, I'm not like hitting my head anymore. I'm not breaking my hands and stuff. And, you know, life isn't like a desperate, like, ah, so uh, if you don't mind, I was going to ask you what kind of medication you're taking and how are you finding it? And how long have you been on it? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm on two different kinds. I'm on an antidepressant for my anxiety. That one is, right, let me try to remember what that one's called, escitalopram. Um, and then that's helped me a lot with that. But bloody hell, isn't that a rocky road getting onto it in the first place? Jesus. I had that before. I have had it. <laughs> oh, sorry, you go first. You go first. No, no, I, I have had that. I have had escitalopram. Uh, I, I had that before ages ago, but coming off it was even worse. Um, and so I never wanted oh. to do that one again, but it was only, but, it, but people do react differently to it. So it is kind of like a, you have to trial and error. And like your psychs will tell you, like, you know, you try certain things to see what works for you and what doesn't work. Right. So I just thought I'd say, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I um, tried, I tried a few things before eventually settling on that because some things did not work for me. So I've got that for the anxiety. And then for the ADHD, I dabbled on a few different things like concerto and all them, but I've ended on Elvance, I think it's pronounced. And that one's helped me so much. I'm on, I think, nearly the highest dose of it. And I might go up again to the highest dose of it. But yeah, it was brilliant. To start with, I was like getting really sleepy and stuff. But now it's properly working. It's like, it, it's not like you feel a high or a buzz or anything. It's just you notice yourself doing things you never could before. And it's like, this is what life is like for other people. Isn't that nuts? I'm able to myself i want to do this thing and then i actually go and do it <laughs> <laughs> do you know it's funny Amazing. when I, the the first week i had my medication um 
I, I was, it was the first time I ever I was able to sit down and eat food without like having to get up and walk around and do anything. You know, I just sat down and ate food and my, my girlfriend was like, is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm just enjoying sitting down and, you know, and it was so bizarre. Like you're absolutely right. Things that you, you'd never even done before, which are just simple things, but because of the way your brain operates, it kind of like it's restricted you from doing those things, but the medication helps uh, tone that down. Like, a lot of people are like, this is going to be a question. Like, look, people are on the fence. Some people are like for medication and other people are kind of like not for medication. Right. And I'm kind of like, look, I, I try and do the most part I can without medication, but there's a certain point in your life where you say, well, okay, to me anyway, medication has to be an answer here because I'm just completely, I'm, I'm losing it. Right. I'm like, I'm not able to kind of like stable myself day to day. And so that's kind of like where I got to, but a lot of people kind of, they're, they're kind of like, oh, no, no, medication's like suppressing you, who you are and all this kind of stuff. And I get their outcry, right? I get what they're saying. I get like, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, a crazy creative person and you want to do all this kind of like craziness, which is fine. But then again, you are the person who's living it. And one thing I don't like is I don't like people like, um, like medication shaming. I don't know if you've heard of this, where people like pill shame people. So they shame people into the fact that like, I can't believe you're taking medication. And I I, I get people's concerns with medication. Of course, you're putting foreign stuff in your body. It's going to be different. Um, Mm. But, you know, and I just wondered what your take was on that. If you've heard anything about like people who like pill shame and stuff. I think those people should get in the bin. Because, if it's not their brain and if it's not their situation in their life why do they care about what you do to make yourself better without it I was a like an absolute potato at times especially like with the anxiety and stuff it was crippling it was crippling I've been sick because of my anxiety like daily I couldn't breathe my vision would go blurry like medication saves people's lives and I think the people who kill shame need to like get a bit of a grip on reality really and realize how helpful it is to some people like not everyone no but don't shame those who do take it because it is incredible and it's brilliant science that's been developed for years and years and years to improve people's quality of life and what what's the bad side of that like i don't i, I don't think get it. i've helped like take it as- yeah sorry sorry carry on carry on no so all my friends had never ever pursued diagnosis of anxiety depression like bipolar adhd a lot of my friends had issues but they never ever thought about going to speak to someone about it getting diagnosed or ever even considered medication until I started talking about me doing it so openly but I feel like if people carry on with that attitude it's never going to help anyone because so many people don't get the help they need so 100% I think like one of the um one of the kind of the the issues then that would probably be presented is the, the medical industry in America works way different than it does in a, lo- a lot of other Western hemisphere type of countries where you have uh, social care and socialized medicine where, you know, we have an NHS, which is fantastic and probably one of the greatest triumphs of our entire kind of like country. And, and our medication is there uh, to help us get better. Right. But in America, there is a slightly unusual kind of tone to the medical industry where you pay a premium and a capital for health insurance and then the drug companies are allowed to advertise drugs so they can pretend that like something they make you need because again they're a business they're trying to create you know profit and they have profit margins so a lot of the time what a lot of people say and this is what i hear back from the community is that big pharma is what it's called kind of 
push drugs on people to take them, even if they don't want to, because big farmers are just trying to make a profit. And I think that's a lot of the, what this argument kind of stems from. So, so anybody who's watching or listening in America versus the UK, we have a proper different health system. It's completely different. It's literally set up to help you. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, and it's, it's there for, it's there to help you get better, not to, to sell you anything, basically. And it's also a lot harder to get your hands on any sort of controlled drugs here. Like the, the processes it takes to get diagnosed and put on pills for ADHD, it takes months, even years sometimes. Whereas in America, they will just chuck ADHD pills to any kid who's hyperactive. It's so different how it works. One of my best friends is trying to get diagnosed right now for it. And yeah, she lived in America for a few years as a child. And they were like throwing it out to her little brother who does not have ADHD. But she, here in the UK, is still not diagnosed. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it, it is crazy. I think, and it's it's all to do with like you know they got the FDA in America, and we've got our kind of like uh, whatever the hell our version of it is, our Food and Drug Administration here, um, and there's different standards for different people. But and I guess that was just interesting, and I just wanted to put that out there because it was uh, yeah, it was an interesting topic. So in terms of ADHD and um, like daily life, what would you say the biggest struggle? I mean, you know, you could say medicated or non-medicated. What would you say the biggest struggle you found uh, in in life? You know, a young girl doing her stuff in life. And she has ADHD. This kicks my butt every day. What would you? What would it be? The thing is, there's a lot of things. Um, but I never knew that's what it was until like a year ago, essentially. So when I look back at it, I'm like, it really did affect me, especially in concentration and just like I don't know how to describe it. But I would always need to be like the center of attention. But it wasn't intentional. I just really like it. Put it on a show and being funny. From like a young age, I would always just kind of, if something was boring in class, I would have to put on a little, a little show or throw something at the teacher or do something to catch everyone's attention. And I did not stop talking ever. And that was just who I was. So it was, I just had that reputation of being that girl who just chats nonstop and is bloody annoying. So that, yes, it's annoying. It's affected me, but I kind of like that about me as well. <laughs> but the concentration thing is the one that still affects me mainly today even with a diagnosis because it's like people always tell you don't they when you're like oh these are the symptoms of my condition they go oh yeah I've got that too it's not the same though is it it's not the same you not being able to like concentrate <laughs> on reading a really boring book is not the same as me not being able to write an email that will take me 10 seconds because I just physically can't do it but that it's 100%. very different it's that... so annoying that people pick the little symptoms and try to like appeal it to their life it's like no darling not the yeah, same. I hear this. <laughs> I hear the same thing when people say like, "Oh, everyone's a little bit autistic." And like, what are you talking about? You either are on the autism spectrum or you're not. Like, you know, everyone's got a little bit of ADHD. It's like, well, you have got ADHD or you don't. Don't be so ridiculous. It's like probably one of my biggest pet peeves is that people say, um, "Oh God, yeah, everyone's everyone's a little bit autistic." It's like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, have you any idea the struggles of day to day life? Like, and like you, you just pointed out, like brilliantly you know something that is meaningless that they they take for granted like picking up the phone calling the doctor to have you know it's anxiety and the adhd like you, you're just like freaking out like i, I can't do this phone call and you've tried 16 times and you know and i'll do it later it's crazy that people just don't understand it and it almost it's kind of like they belittle your condition they kind of say well oh yeah well that's not it's not a, it's not an issue just get on with it it's like well that's not good it's not going to help is it yeah, they think it's not as much of a big deal as it is because, you know, they're, they're seeing us coping with it every day and probably didn't 
they wouldn't know that we had anything going on if we hadn't told them and then because I've told them and I'm like oh these are the symptoms because they want to know a bit more about it and they're like oh no way I get that too like no you don't <laughs> not like me you don't Otherwise, <laughs> you know you'd be on you darling <laughs> So true, dude. So true, dude. And I'm sorry that you have to kind of deal with people like that. I mean, it's, it's it is annoying. Um, luckily, I work from my 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 home, and and I'm a YouTuber, so I, I I work in my home office, so it's kind of cool. But I don't have to deal with people like that if I don't have to. Um, so here's an interesting. Before we try and wrap it up, like, and I hope people are getting value from this conversation. I think it's been really good, and it's nice to have a, a general insight. Um, you know, how do we know each other, Mike? This is an interesting thing. We're both from the same part of the world, but. I yeah. don't know if that's how we know each other. Do we have like friends in common? So I go first, so I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because we both did BBC Sesh, I'm going to say, because we both did videos for the same company and I think we were all sort of in the same group chat, I think. There was like when it first launched, we were a part of the first launch by the OG crew. So I think I added you from there. And then I saw you sharing all these political posts. Now I was like, oh yes, like, like, oh, someone, someone who's not a Tory from where I'm from, like. That is it. That's it for me. Bang on. Bang on, dude. I think it was that. I think um, it was Lenny um, who added yeah. me into a group chat with everybody. And then like some of the nicer people as a couple of, there's a guy called Ben, I think. Uh, and I, like he had glasses do you know him he's he, um he he was at the xl when i was doing summer in the city and he was doing running he was doing like uh, behind the scenes a runner and he was like dude i was like oh what are you doing here and he was run, he was running for my panel that was kind of cool um but yeah that is exactly how we know each other and it's really funny because you know i'm from anglesey i'm, I'm about an hour an hour and 15 minutes away from where you grew up right um and, and that's not that's not far at all because it's only it's only that amount of time distance because you have to go through a mountain to get to where you yeah, live, right? We had a motorway before we take twenty minutes. <laughs> exactly. So geolo geologically, we're very close in where we live, but to get there, you know, logistically, it was a bit of a nightmare. Um, and it's really funny we don't have any friends in common from North Wales, which I find hilarious. We not. Oh my gosh, I swear if we dug a bit deeper, we'd find someone because I've got family from Anglesey, you know, and they're all like 27 to like 33-ish age. So Oh man, come on. Here, come on. Oh, I probably do know. All right, when, when we finish the podcast, I'll, 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 we'll, we'll talk. But anyway, Marion, is there anything that you would like, um, and this is a cool question, is there anything you would like to tell your younger self about ADHD now that you're like, a, you know, an established woman, you're doing all this cool stuff and you, you, you got control of your, your condition. Is there anything you'd like to tell your younger self? If you could go back in time, be like, listen, baby married, chill out. Oh, I love that question. No, it's the, I would not tell myself to chill out or anything. I just tell myself, mate, you're weird. Yeah, but it's great. And do not let anyone tell you that you're not going to be like successful in media because everyone used to tell me, you know, you're never going to leave. Now, you're never going to do anything but me just carry on being weird and it'll get you places eventually don't worry that is what i would say <laughs> don't change a thing <laughs> dude i love it i absolutely love it and it's been a pleasure having you on my podcast because um I, it's nice to change it up and it's a bit refreshing and it's nice to have um you know girls on on the on a spectrum here talking because like i feel like there's a lot of like male dominated kind of like scenes of the stuff i know i'm a white male you know talking about autism and i guess it's stereotypical <laughs> but it's yeah, nice to have girls on here talking um right right thank you so much for coming on um so if anyone wants to get you on instagram and twitter what's your handle it's just my name's so at married party and i'll cool. have some very fun stuff on my stories if people want to check it out because i always chat loads of beep 
<laughs> Dude, I, I don't even know if I've got I don't know if I've got you on Instagram, bro. Are you verified on Instagram? I wish I was verified on Instagram. You're just saying that because you are. I am verified on Instagram, yeah. <laughs> why do I not why do I not have you? This you is so weird, now. guys. Wait. Oh wait, Matthew Joseph. We have a friend in common. Math Matthew. Um Matthew Joseph, he's a singer. He actually used to date my brother. There you go. Lovely. Well, it's a small world, isn't it? It is small. Look at that. My brother's ex-boyfriend is 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 a friend in common with you. Right. Okay. Guys, it's been awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop recording now. Thanks for enjoying the show. Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please share this with anybody and everyone who you think can get some benefit from it. And also, I know a bunch of you guys who haven't already subscribed to this podcast, but listen, so please go over and subscribe to it now so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at the Aspie World, the T-H-E, Aspie, A-S-P-I-E, and then World, W-O-R-L-D, so the Aspie World. All right, guys, thanks.